good evening. Took every ounce of self-control to overcome my tendency to think good morning in this scenario, but we're glad that you're here with us tonight as we, we, we celebrate the, the birth of the Savior. As you, as you came in this evening, you hopefully received a, a candle, and, a, and I, I know it's tempting to use this as, especially if you're under the age of like 30, I do this as a, as a drumstick or a poking something, right? But just take all, use your self-control and like try to hold it, don't light it, right? until the very last song. So at the very end of our service, following the second video clip, we'll sing Silent Night together. And at that time, you can turn it on, stand, we'll sing Silent Night to the candlelight. Right? But until then, try to, try to refrain from whacking your neighbor with this device. We're glad you're here with us. This is a, a special and a, a unique time to gather, especially if it feels with it so cold outside to come in a nice warm place and be surrounded by love for one another and just the warmth of this place. It feels like a time to set our hearts and our minds on all that we celebrate at Christmas. And so if we prepare to do that this evening, would you join me as we pray? Father, we thank you for the chance to gather, that you've provided this space, you've provided this time, that you've provided this Advent season for Christians throughout history to reflect and to remember and to ponder all that you've done for us in sending your Son to be born on earth, to be born among us, to live among us. Just thank you for this, this time to gather and reflect. And pray for each one of us gather here tonight, that no matter where we have been in our relationship with you, no matter how deep our, our love and our knowledge of Jesus has been, that this chance to dwell and think more on the birth of the Savior would draw us more and more deeply into a deeper, loving relationship with you. So that each of our hearts would be moved, each of our hearts would be stirred, to be amazed by what a great Savior Jesus is tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's begin our worship service this evening by reading together some scriptures, prophetic scriptures that speak of Jesus coming. So if you're able to stand with us now and let's read this short passage in unison. Join me. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Prince of Peace.
let's read responsibly. Luke 2, 8 through 15. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. Thank you. 
This evening we celebrate the end of Advent and the coming of Jesus by lighting the fifth candle of Advent. In John chapter 1, the Apostle John writes, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not yet receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And later, in John chapter 8, Jesus says, I am the way... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. These verses remind us that Jesus came to earth to be the light of the world and show God's glory. As we look at these candles, we remember that through Jesus, we will never walk in darkness. Because as children of God, we have the light of life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your beloved Son to be the light of the world for us, to provide a way for us to become your children. As we celebrate Christmas tonight and tomorrow, help us to rejoice that we do not walk in darkness because we follow Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. Are we out? Not even a drop. Come on. Um, Joseph? Yes? Can you stop, please? I'd uh, like to walk for a bit. No, Mary. Why would you want to walk? It's dangerous. Uh, I'm getting a bit uncomfortable. Elizabeth actually told me it's good to walk and move when I feel up to we won't have any water until I get you to town. You need your rest. I, uh, let me get you more comfortable, huh? Just... Joseph, you don't have to be the only one walking. Plus, we're far enough away from Nazareth. You don't have to hide my condition anymore. Mary, this blanket is stuck. There is no way that you're comfortable. Joseph, I'd like to walk with you. Please. I am responsible for you, Mary. For you and... uh... You protect us. Yes. Yes, I know. I know. I'll let you help me down. (laughs) (sighs) All right. You can walk for a few minutes, huh? But please, not too far. You need to save your strength. I actually do need you to help me down. Ah, ah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Slowly, slowly. Watch the baby. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> you okay? Yes. Yes. Oh. Hey. This 
feels better. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me. I don't know that I've said that yet. We have a little ways to go yet. Let's see how tonight goes and... I'm not uh, talking about that. I'm still talking about... before. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I've been meaning to say something this whole journey and I just... I didn't and I should have. Hmm. I should have months ago. You don't have to? Yes. Yes, I do. You could have gotten all of the bride price back from my father. It, it, it was never about the money. I know it wasn't. And I know it's not polite to talk about, but no one would have blamed you. For what? For divorcing me. Oh. Publicly. <laughs> Mary, I... You could be betrothed to someone that you don't have to hide, <laughs> and people wouldn't be gossiping about you. And you could go be registered without having to drag me on this donkey for five minutes. <laughs> Joseph. You are a brave man. And you are godly. And I should have said thank you. God told me to. I know he did. Mm. You had a choice. <laughs> I don't believe that I did. But I'm glad. Either way. I wouldn't change a single thing that has happened since that dream. Hmm? Neither would I. This all seems impossible, huh? Yes. Yes. But remember what the messenger said to me? Mm -hmm. Nothing is impossible with God. My messenger didn't say that. That would have been nice, huh? Oh. Mm. Are you feeling better? Hmm? A bit, yes. Okay. Upper. Okay. Settled for the part where your messenger and my messenger said the same thing. And she will give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Yes, that part. Come on.
Sensus. Hold down is overrun. I think it's because, um, uh, I think it's because, uh, he knows that we aren't exactly, that I can't just give him more money like the others can. But he insisted that they were full. I was furious, but I kept my calm, like I promised. Of course. Told him about our situation, but that didn't make a difference either. Just said that there was nothing. Finally, his wife said that if we wanted, we could try camping in a stable. They promised us water and blankets to help, even lamb's clothes for the baby. And they promised that they would be clean. But I can go look for Senor. If he is living in the same home, then he would have room. I'm sorry, I slowed us down. I should have stayed on. Oh, no, Mary, it's not your fault. Joseph? I can't keep looking. Has the bank started? He's coming. Sorry, he said there was nothing. I know. I know. All right. All right. We will make it work. Hmm? Yes. Yes.
to uh, be standing here with the family of Blue Lake. And uh, we have a tradition in the church to uh, uh, have love gifts come in for our pastors and for what we uh, want to say Merry Christmas to them. And I get to be the one to be the benefactor of who's handing out the cards to make that happen. But we want both Pastor Tim and Pastor Ian to know of our love and uh, thoughts for them and uh, a thankfulness that they're part of this body of believers. And Thank you for that, to all who contributed, and just say this often, but probably not enough, like, it is truly our joy to be here, truly my joy to serve as pastor here and be your pastor and be in this role, so it is just a gift that keeps on giving for me to be here in this place serving as your, your pastor, so thank you for allowing me to be here, and thank you for that gift. So a few, a few years ago... There was a study done, and in this study, people were placed in a room for 15 minutes, which is not that long of a time, right? But in that room, the only thing in that room with them was a button they could push that if they pushed it, it would shock them. It would deliver a painful electric shock. And so they were told, going into this room, like, hey, just, just entertain yourself with your thoughts. But if you want, I guess you can push the button, right? And in an earlier phase of the same study, those same people had told researchers they would willingly pay money to avoid being shocked. And yet, in 15 minutes alone in that room, 25% of women and 67% of men... (laughs) No comment on that. ...chose to shock themselves. People would rather be shocked, right? Especially men, apparently, would rather be shocked than, than experience, or rather be shocked and experience physical pain than, than be bored. Like, boredom is the great enemy. And in the age of smartphones and internet and social media, it's remarkably easy to avoid being bored, right? When I have to consider their past 24 hours, of American adults said they had at least had some kind of leisure time in that 24 hours. And yet only 17% of those same adults reported they spent any time just relaxing and thinking. With the myriad of options available to us to fill our boredom, we will rarely choose to just sit and think and ponder, let our mind go. But it turned out that having, having time to just sit and think and let your mind wander can be incredibly valuable. There's a reason our best ideas seem to come to us and like the one place left in life where you're forced to be alone with your thoughts, right? In the shower. Like, like there's, there's great value in, in stopping and just reflecting and, and thinking deeply about the important things in life without distraction. And it's perhaps nowhere more worthy, more valuable of spending our time reflecting than on the Word of God. 
And we see, we see what it looks like to ponder and to think about the Word of God modeled for us by Mary, the mother of Jesus, in Luke chapter 2. We already read part of this responsibly together this evening, but I'm going to read a little bit more than what we read earlier. Starting in Luke, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, we read this. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And at this last verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 19, that I just want to spend a little bit of time reflecting on with you tonight. And so angels, they appear to the shepherds, and they tell them about the birth of, of the Savior. And then the shepherds run off and they go to find Mary and Joseph and, and Jesus. And obviously, right, this story is primarily focused on and centered on Jesus. And rightfully so. Right? It's, it's all about Jesus. But if we just put ourselves in Mary's shoes for one second, that must have been a, quite the unsettling experience for Mary. Like she is just given birth. Right? In a stable of all places, she's given birth, and all of a sudden, a bunch of blue-collar, kind of rough-around-the-edges shepherds just show up and want to see her baby. Like imagine if, if you had just given birth, right? and they, they happened to be like re, refinishing the road outside the hospital. Right? And all of a sudden, like at the end of their shift, the road crew barges into your hospital room and demands to see your baby. Right? And they're in their dirty, smelly, asphalt-covered work clothes, and, and they just want to see your baby. Like no one would appreciate that. Right? And that's basically what happened to Mary here. It's a blue-collar guy show up want to see her baby. But to her credit, right, she doesn't freak out. She doesn't yell at the shepherd to get out. Right? Instead, she lets the shepherd see Jesus. And she takes time to hear their story. To hear how the angel appeared to them and, and told them all about the birth of this Messiah. So she lets them behold the Savior and then she finally sends them on their way and the shepherds go out and they tell everyone they find what has happened to them. Meanwhile, Mary returned to Jesus' side and she returned to Joseph. After experiencing all of this, we're told that she, she treasures up all these events and she ponders them in her heart. So I just want to think about, really briefly, two questions with you tonight. 
First, what are the these things in that verse? Right? What are the these things that Mary is pondering? And then second, what can we learn from Mary's pondering? And in response to that first question, what are these things? Like These things seem to be both at the unexpected appearance of the shepherds, and then also the story the shepherds tell about the appearance of the angels, and how the, that the angels told them that the, the Savior had been born in Bethlehem, that they would find him lying in a manger. Right? Mary hears all this from the shepherds. And then in her heart she adds those things to her own encounter. Like when she encountered the angel Gabriel, and the angel Gabriel had told her, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And now Mary has seen those words begin to come true. She's conceived and given birth to a son, despite the fact that she's a virgin. And now these shepherds show up with this incredible story about angels appearing to them as well. As one author put it, these things all together are links in a golden chain of miraculous happenings that had commenced on the day when the angel Gabriel brought her the news that she would become the mother of the Messiah. Each of these miraculous events that happened to Mary help her get a better sense of who her son Jesus will turn out to be. But it's obvious that it seems to us that who Jesus would become. We live on our time in history. We live on this side of everything. We've, we've seen it all play out. So it's obvious to us who Jesus would become. But for Mary, even having experienced all these miraculous events, like none of that would be immediately obvious. She knew her child was, was special. She knew she was amazingly anointed by God in some way, but she didn't fully grasp who he would be. Right? Think of how badly Jesus' own disciples misunderstood who he was, right, right up to a resurrection, right even though Jesus had told them explicitly what he had come to do. Right? So for Mary, right, getting a deeper understanding of who Jesus was required her to ponder. Required her to reflect on God's word as it was communicated to her through the angels and through the shepherds. And deepening her understanding of who Jesus was required Mary to, to think deeply on everything she had heard and seen about her son Jesus up to that point. And the same thing is true for each one of us here today, now. It's really easy for any of us gathered here to, to take what we think we know about Jesus. Or to take how we've seen Jesus portrayed in culture and create a vision of Jesus that, in our minds, is, is right, but in fact is, is incomplete at best or downright wrong at worst. It can be easy to find ourselves in the midst of this busy holiday season. And even though we know that, that Christmas should be all about Jesus, 
We spend very little time actually pondering and reflecting on who Jesus is. It's easy to open our Bible and read it. Maybe to check it off our religious obligation list. But then not take time to ponder, to meditate, to reflect, to think deeply on what we've read in God's Word. So here's what I urge you to do. Be like Mary and take time to ponder. Ponder on the Word of God. Treasure up the Word of God in your heart. Meditate on God's Word. Think deeply about what He has done. Ponder. Don't settle for an incomplete or incorrect picture of Jesus, but read that He's displayed in the Word yourself and ponder it. And I'd, I'd encourage you to do that in two ways. First, sometime, either tonight or tomorrow if possible, Find yourself a sliver of time and just sit. Put away the phone, put away other distractions, and just ponder. Ponder why the birth of Jesus matters so much. Take time to reflect on why Christmas is so significant. Don't assume that like because you've heard the Christmas story a hundred times, that you've, you've plumbed its depths. There are always deeper depths to be plumbed in God's Word. And read Luke 1 and 2 slowly. Take time to dwell on each verse or each section of verses. Let your mind just wander over the verses. Ponder these things in your heart. Like it, may be, it might be challenging. It might even feel boring. Well, that's okay. That's at the beginning. Like we've, we've gotten very bad at, at giving ourselves the mental space to do nothing but think and ponder and reflect. We need to retrain ourselves, and it's worth doing. But tonight or tomorrow, just take some time to ponder the Christmas story. If you don't know where to start, if you're like, no idea what that would even look like, here's a few questions that I think are worth pondering. First, just sit and think. Why is it significant? Why does it matter that Jesus was born to a virgin? Another question to ponder. Why is it important that Jesus was born in Bethlehem? Like we just saw Mary and Joseph on this arduous trek to Bethlehem. Why does that matter? Or what do we learn about the character of God from the fact that he sent his own son, knowing that his son would one day die. Just ponder that, dwell on that. Or why was it shepherds that announced the birth? Like of all people, why shepherds? There are questions worth pondering and thinking about. There come kind of other aspects of, of the birth of Jesus that are worth pondering. So don't limit yourself to those, but if you don't know where to start. Like That's a place you can start in your pondering. Right? And it's entirely possible right, that, that this practice of pondering will produce more questions in your mind than, than answers. And that's okay too. I didn't say maybe that's a good thing. If you have questions arise, like I wonder why this, I wonder why that. Like, I would love nothing more than to help you walk through finding answers to those questions. 
And that applies all year long, too, right? Not just at Christmas, but one of my favorite aspects of what I'm called to do here as your pastor is to help you think deeply about the things of God, about the Word of God. If you ever have a question that comes to your mind as you are reading your Bible and you're pondering it, like, please don't hesitate to ask. If people don't feel like you're bothering me by asking questions, like, there's one thing I want to do as your pastor push you to a, a deeper appreciation for God and His Word. And along those lines, in addition to, to taking time to ponder the Christmas story tonight or tomorrow, the second way I'd encourage you to ponder is this. And that's commit yourself in, in the year ahead to, to reading the Bible, right? reading chunks of the Bible. Right? Not just reading it, but also taking time to ponder it. And what that will look like will, will look different from person to person. But just to give you one possible option, I just want to tell you what I'm planning to do in the year ahead when it comes to reading my Bible. So this year, 2023, I'm planning on following the Bible Project's plan. They have a story, a plan called One Story That Leads to Jesus. This plan, you read the Bible starting in Genesis, but you also read a psalm each day that you're encouraged to meditate on. And what I really appreciate about this plan is that when you come across the plan, like they've linked to videos that they've made that pertain to each section that you're reading day by day. So you can see the first few readings up here on a screen. The lays out what you're going to read, and then also links to videos that go along with those readings. So you can find this either in the YouVersion Bible app, which is nice because all the videos are built in. They're all just sitting right there for you. Or you can print off the hard copy and go to the Bible Project website and find those videos. Right? So that's what, that's what I plan to do. I'm, I'm excited to like, watch those videos alongside the reading and be encouraged to ponder in that way. But whether you do that or you do something else, right? it might not be reading the whole Bible, it might be reading the section of the Bible. Whatever you do, like, I'd encourage you in the year ahead to commit yourself to reading God's Word. And not just reading it to check it off a list, but reading it and then pondering what those words mean. Ponder what those words reveal. We have the great advantage over Mary in that Mary didn't know the full scope of all that Jesus came to do, but because we have the full Bible, we know all that Jesus did. So not only can we ponder what happened at Christmas, but we can ponder what happened at the cross on Easter you can ponder what will happen one day as revealed in Revelation. You can ponder how the God sent this baby Jesus to be born in a manger. That Jesus gave up the glories of heaven to come live among us sinful humans. He lived a sinless life and yet was sent to the cross where he was crucified. And then three days later he rose again so that through faith in Him, our sins could be forgiven. That's why God came. And Gabriel shows up to Joseph and tells him that he should call his baby Jesus. And he says it's because He will save His people from their sins. And we see that play out at the cross and the resurrection. 
And the whole story that that planned name implied, the whole Bible leads to Jesus. I'm looking forward to, to pondering that story this year, and I encourage you to do the same thing as well, to ponder God's Word. Think about what it means for each of us. And if you do that, if you commit yourself to reading God's Word and, and pondering it deeply, I think by the time we gather here a year from now, you'll be amazed by the new depths of joy you find in the Christmas story. I urge you, be like Mary and ponder of pray. Lord, we thank you for the work you did in the life of Mary and Joseph to bring your son into the world. And we pray that we would be like Mary and that we would ponder all that you revealed to us in your word. We would ponder the significance of the Christmas story and we would ponder the significance of all that you did for us in Jesus. Pray to all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry to wake you, but... Uh, I was just resting my eyes. Are you feeling well enough to see her? She's here? Oh, what are you waiting for? She loves me. My How did they get you here? Our former zealot had ideas and old friends to get me the tissue guest for the last leg. Do you need anything else? Where is Z now? Persia, Lebanon, Armenia, all over the place. I will just leave you to it then. Let me know if you need anything. Thank you. I came as soon as I heard. It's just a fever. I'll be fine. Do you know where Luke is? Yes, he's in Rome with Paul. Can you reach him? If necessary, of course. Why? He's been gathering his record of the stories, and we spoke. But I didn't tell him everything. Uh, there is enough wood here. Uh, I can put something together for you. There's no time. They're coming a bit faster now. All right, we can do this. Uh, try to see if you can find a spot to sit on this blanket, and uh, I'll put something together for you and clean up, huh? Okay. Oh, he needs a place to sleep. What? When he gets here, he needs a place to lie down. You make my bed, I'll make his. Already a mother, huh?
spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon the humble estate of his servant. What is that? What? What are you saying? Oh, none. Is it a song of David? We could use one right about now. No, sorry, it's just something to myself. A poem you created. Yes, but I... When? Uh, several months ago. I would love to hear it. said the first thing your messenger said it was the same thing my messenger said to me remember don't be afraid don't be afraid i love you i love you thank you for taking care of me god gave it to me he has been our help and in the shadow of his wings we will sing for joy a song of david Can I hear yours now? Oh. oh, I know, I know. It is time, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is time. I told Luke about the journey to Bethlehem and about how we couldn't get a room at the inn. But um, I didn't tell him about my son. Your son? When I went to see my cousin Elizabeth when she was pregnant with John, she cried out when she saw me. I told Luke about this, how she was overwhelmed for the both of us. And she called me the mother of her Lord. And we were laughing and crying together. And it was all too much. And words of praise just burst out of me. Please tell me I'm about to hear them. You're going to write them down and deliver them to Luke. <sighs> the materials are here. I trust you to get them right, and to keep it safe, and to get it to look. I've kept it all to myself. 
As you know, I like to treasure things in my heart. <laughs> I was shy. And it felt personal between God and me. But I wish I would have shared it with Joseph. And people must know. These felt like God's words as much as my own. I can't explain it, but they did. And people must know. of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their throne and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. still in pain? Yes, but the blanket underneath is open. Oh, I don't know how you did that. I feel like my heart is going to explode. Don't make me laugh. It hurts too much. Mm. He's so small. Smaller than I expected. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't any of this. Mm. No. From the beginning of it all. So, 
Your messenger said that he would be called Holy, the Son of God. The prophecy mentions Emmanuel. Are we going to stick with Jesus? No. I think we should. Probably best, huh? Mm. He needs to sleep. You both do. Put him in the manger. It's a better bed than the one I made for you.
Father, thank you that we just sang that Jesus from the moment he was born was the Lord who came to save his people from their sin. Thank you for all that Christmas represents, all that it means, all the love that it represents you've shown to us. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you go from here tonight? Would you go amazed anew by what God has done for you in sending His Son to be born, die on the cross in your place for your sins? You are dismissed. Merry Christmas.